0: This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. <laughs> From
1: the moment we arrived here on iTunes and joined in your commute or run, there's more movies than can never be seen, more reviews than can never be done. There's far too much to take in here. But we'll try to rank everyone. We're just two random guys with the spectacled eyes giving opinions that nobody wants. We're a show on high five. High five. High five. High
2: five. High five. High five. High five. son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hanging.
1: And we're back. Hey, Jay.
2: Hey, Q. That was incredible.
1: Aw, thanks, man. I don't know if you know this. I was asked to contribute to the Lion King soundtrack. Oh,
2: great. Did you say yes? I did not. Oh. Uh, because I thought, Meh. You just give it to yours like, you know what? I'm going to call my friend Childish. I think he'd be I did a little bit better for it. I and did. Then, and then Childish Gambino was like, you know what? Why not? I'm Are, Donald Glover. I'm super talented. I should totally well, be Simba in the Lion King. All right. So I lied. Okay. Originally, they called me
1: and they asked if you were available. That makes a lot I more sense. I said you
2: were not that also makes sense and then i suggested that they contact childish cambino you know what i imagine happened is i think you're leaving out a crucial part of that story sure um, as i was actually there and overheard this whole thing oh got it Perfect. so they called they yes. asked for me which is yes. natural choice you've heard me cool. sing of course um and you said i wasn't there and then you started screaming at them through the phone going Hire me, please, in your movie. And they they were impressed with your vocal prowess, but their earbuds were bleeding. And so they said... Much like everyone's right now. And they said, we can't go with you. And you said, you know what? Let me call my buddy Childish. Right. Uh, A.K.A. Donald Glover. Do you think he
1: likes going by Childish Gambino? Not
2: anymore, I think. Didn't he retire the name?
1: I don't know, but I've always wondered that. Kind of like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. like when Dwayne, people... please don't call me The Rock Johnson. Right. Do you, at some point, are you like, all right, don't introduce me as Childish Gambino. My name is Donald Glover. Or don't call me The Rock. My name is Dwayne Johnson. I'm
2: trying to be a real person now. I'm not sure if there's, like, a statement that you make or if you just started, like, of adding it to your contracts. Like, eventually... On movie posters, it, it stopped being The Rock, and it went from Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. And right. now, you're like looking at the skyscraper poster, and it's just Dwayne Johnson. And, and you're like, okay. So I think they just kind of start to phase it out Got in it. hopes that other people will follow along. Now, The Rock's a disadvantage because his Instagram handle is The Rock. So... So he's I think there's some stick to itness of him when he's like, I'm gonna sell you some tequila or I'm gonna sell you some Under Armour. I'm the rock. But then he's like, I'm in a serious movie. Please call me Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I like that. He's yeah. got so it's he's like a a a, lady like a in the real... streets freak in the sheets. Yeah, he is. And 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 uh you know, he's he's a good one. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't either. But have hey, we I know the show. where we're.
1: <laughs> I know where we're going. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're going to a brand new episode of High Five Podcast.
2: High Five: Colin the Podcast. Everybody's having a good time with us. <laughs>
1: that was amazing. Thank I, you.
2: I don't even know. Did you just freestyle that? Just I've now? been taking lessons ever since we went to Ocon and 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 our entire lives changed and we became gigantic celebrities. Um, I, I've been taking vocal lessons because I just knew this opportunity was coming, so I just wanted to give everyone that's listening the gift of that before we start talking about Disney movies and we give them other gifts. Well, thank you. I yeah. really
1: appreciate that. Very considerate. I appreciate it. I, that, I'm always
2: thinking of others when I'm Jay, thinking of me. philanthropist. Yes. Philanthropist. <laughs> philanthropist. <laughs> Ooh! Can oh, that be sh- the title of my memoir? Yeah, Jay. I'm just like the really angry, angry like donator of money. I'm like, yeah. I'm take the- this money, homeless people. <clears throat> I'm the philanthropist, <laughs>
1: and I hate it. But I'm also very giving.
2: <laughs> that sounds like oh, yeah. I would, I would, uh, I would work for somebody with that. I'm
1: not happy at all. But listen, I cannot
2: do enough for the community. <laughs> I am so livid about the conditions down here that I can financially make better.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I love it. So speaking of uh, the ability to financially make conditions better, we're talking about Disney. <laughs>
2: do, 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 do. Now, okay, we're, now, we're specifically talking Disney live action remakes. So let me rephrase what you said, the potential for money to make things better, but usually makes things worse. Oh, my God. I think you just complicated
1: what I said, which is also what they do with live action adaptations. Booty, boop, 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 bow. Man, we are just letting them. We're firing fly. on we're firing on all cylinders today. Q. So in all seriousness, Jay, like, why are we talking about this? We're talking live action or animation to live action adaptations from the House of Mouse and we're right. doing that in honor of today's big release, The right. Lion King. So quite the day possibly, this episode's
2: coming out is uh, is The Lion King is in theaters, probably last night too, and some sure. other you know early screenings. But today's sure. the day, guys. Sure. And it's quite possibly one of Disney's
1: most famous. And beloved animated movies.
2: Now, I can tell you from my perspective, and I think if people go back in our, in our back catalog, there's an episode that Amanda and I did about our favorite Disney animated movies yes. from kind of those golden years. Yes. And I think Lion King was my number one. I'm pretty sure it was because it's one of – no, Aladdin was. Lion King was two. Yeah. But Lion King is up there. And so you're a- more like the Lion king. <laughs> there it is. Title, I knew of, the, I was, title I knew, of the episode right there. I knew
1: I was locking gonna, it in. I knew I was gonna work that in some just, way. I'm so
2: glad you did. We're locking that in as the title right now. Perfect. Everybody everybody who's listening, look up at the title of this episode. Yeah, that's what Q just said. We lock that in now. In the past, your mind's blown. Crazy. I don't know what's um going so
1: on. we're talking adaptations. Now, of course, we've talked adaptations in the past on our show. We've talked book to movie adaptations, we've talked uh, movie to television
2: adaptations. All right, we've talked remakes and repeats and, re- and reboots, um, but one
1: thing we haven't talked is animation to live action adaptations. Now right. we're not talking the whole scope of animation to live action. We'll probably do that on another episode. We'll include Yeah, I mean we've animes. got the
2: so- We've got the Sonic movie coming out later. There's a whole other plethora that we can do, like open it up so Garfields and Last Airbenders and everybody else can get in Alvin
1: there. and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. The
2: Squeak. Uh now, okay. Or chip- park on Chipwrecked. I'll, I'll park on the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Their punny titles are the best things about those movies. The what about Squeakquel? David Cross? <laughs> Come on. I mean yeah, okay. David Cross is great and everything, but the squeakwill, Chipwrecked. Amazing, But anyway, today, because of Lion King coming out, we're talking Disney live-action remakes. Now, there have been a buttload of these lately, and there are a buttload coming. Um, Actually, I think just before we recorded this episode, I saw news launch that they've cast Harry Styles as Eric in the new Little Mermaid one.
1: Are you serious? Is that a joke, or are you no, being no serious?
2: That's a serious thing that just happened before, like right before we started recording. Harry they released Styles that news.
1: of One D,
2: of One D, and um, what was that uh, Chris- Christopher Nolan movie he was in?
1: Uh, the Nope. War- what was it? Tell me.
2: Uh, so did you hear that? What just happened? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, I had like a, a. I opened the article about Harry Styles being in the movie, and a Noxima ad started on my computer. It's like, feel the rough sense in your skin. It's like, ah, I hope this isn't going through. We're going to have to pay Noxima. To be fair, uh, Dunkirk, I believe, is what you're Dunkirk, looking for. Dunkirk, thank you. He was in Dunkirk.
1: But also, when I think
2: Harry Styles, I think Noxima I don't Noxzema. think Noxzema. Dun- <laughs> I don't anymore. Um, uh, but, but yeah, no, he so- just got cast as Prince Eric. Okay, cool.
1: So let's talk let's open with that then. Since since we're talking Little Mermaid news, let's talk about the internet's reaction to the casting of the Little Mermaid.
2: <laughs> I am just sick over the the, sure. the internet just shut up.
1: Um so here's the deal. Um we're going to go ahead and get it get it out there in the front. High Five of the Podcast is not a supporter of all of the bigoted Hate filled reactions to the little mermaid being played by a woman of color. No, we have absolutely zero qualms with that choice whatsoever. So, I just want to, I don't even want to bury the lead on that one. I want to go ahead and put it out there right out front. We have zero problem with that, and we actually despise the fact that people are that this is even a discussion. Right. of being an issue with like people. if
2: she's the right character for the part and they can honor the character and she's the right actor for the part then then fine now then, the, the only here here's my here's the one thing I'll say about all of this that that's related is the only reason that I might have an issue with it if it was done for the sole purpose of getting attention or gimmicky just to. To do it for the facsimile of, you know, representation. sure. Because, I mean, it is a Dutch story. It didn't necessarily have to be one culture or another because mermaids can be anything. It could be blue. like It it doesn't matter. But if the motivation behind the the choice was giving the role to a character that can really embody that, that character well, then I'm fine with it. I will
1: say my only problem with this casting choice at all is the fact that this woman's name is Halle Bailey, which and it's sounds so close, to crazy Halle Barry. close to Halle Berry. Did you that see is...
2: that Halle Berry was getting a bunch of compliments on totally. social media, like saying congratulations on the role? Yes, that is literally
1: the only issue whatsoever that I have with this is that her name is very confusing for me. Right. And it might be confusing if Melissa McCarthy were her aunt. Yes, that is also true. Okay, so can we talk about that too? You know, I have a disdain for Melissa McCarthy I, for whatever reason. I just I don't love her comedic shtick. Sure. What do you um, feel? How do you feel like about I her as hate? Yeah. The casting. Can I? Can I put forth a uh, a casting suggestion?
2: Please do, because I'm also not 100 percent on board. I don't really. Could, get I, it. Beg, could I beg? Could I plead? For Disney to
1: answer my prayers, could I please have Titus from Kimmy Schmidt play Ursula? Dude. I would give anything. That for would this be to amazing. Happen. I want it. And I also know for a fact he wants it. Wait, so is this like a rumor
2: that's out there? I've never heard this, but I love it.
1: No. He it's not a rumor. Back in the day, um, I don't even think it was back in the day, really. Um, he has voiced the fact that he, he there's actually a version of him doing a cover of Poor Unfortunate Souls.
2: Oh, I bet it's great,
1: and it's amazing. I'm gonna go look. At, I'm gonna go look that up. But after he this has episode. he has the sass. He yeah. has the bravado. He has the personality that I would be totally fine with him playing the sea witch. Yeah, totally fine with it. 100% would love it. I also am on board with uh, what's-his-name from Brooklyn Nine-Nine being uh, King King Triton. Oh, oh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews, King Heck Triton. Yeah. Bring it on. Heck totally yeah. on board with that. President I, King Mountain Dew Titan. <laughs> I am so Camacho Titan.
2: I am so into that. He knows what plants need, electrolytes. Electrolytes. And honestly, if he was living under the water, he might as well be swimming in electrolytes. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, for me... I say do d-
1: get awesome with the casting. Go all out. Make whatever is going to make the best movie. Right. I don't care if they look or don't look like the character. I don't care. I don't if honestly if we wanted to go like uh fact accurate about a made-up creature that never existed, she should probably be
2: green and scaly <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, and and here's the thing. The un- what this does for me, though, is I, what I want it to do. Or at least, if this is the stance everybody's taking, then unless it's culturally relevant to the story, i.e., like Mulan or something, sure, then that should always be the case. One hundred percent. Why let not? Me, let me uh, let me reveal my hand a little bit early in this. Is at this point in time, I just want them to make a good live-action remake, I don't care what it takes to get me there. I really don't get the best writers, the best directors, and the best actors that you can find to give me the best movie. Because right so far, I haven't really gotten that. Can we segue that into
1: a recent Disney uh, animated film adaptation that also... Had some initial flack regarding casting.
2: Right. Are you talking about Aladdin? I am talking about Aladdin.
1: So originally, Aladdin was under some scrutiny for not casting Middle Eastern performers in roles that are written for a Middle Eastern person. Um, And originally... Disney, you know, Guy Ritchie was like, well, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. And people were like, well, yeah, it kind of is. Because it takes place in right, uh, it ta- Right. It takes place in this fiction- – well, I mean, it's fictional city. But it takes place in uh, what they are calling Arabia. Right. Um, and so, therefore, they feel like the people should look – the part from that right. region of the world. And, and to be fair... And, and that's what I'm like, talking about. Like you said, it is... relevant s- to the story. Absolutely. And so I was totally fine when they came out and they're like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to cast unknowns in all the roles because, hey, guys, spoiler alerts, not a lot of Middle Eastern actors really are A-list celebrities right now for this reason specifically because people often get cast over them right because white <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it's the white thing to do
1: right it's ridiculous so they they cast some some unknowns now one of them I knew the the girl who played Jasmine I know I say from she was in power power Rangers.
2: Rangers reboot right um but weirdly enough she was playing the Kimberly character so they didn't really play up her her ethnicity very much correct. In- Correct. They, uh, but in this movie, you know, they they really you know allowed her to play her culture for sure. But I also
1: loved Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I thought this kid
2: looked like Aladdin brought to life. Right. He looked fantastic. Yes, he wasn't an awesome actor though. It is. I thought he was better than Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Now that's 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 not a hard thing to make. Jafar was ba- flat out bad. Right. That was my only problem. It wasn't an ethnicity
1: issue with this movie. It was that it's just a bad movie. It was just a well, no, it wasn't
2: a bad movie. I enjoyed the movie very much. Aladdin? Yeah, it was. Haven't fine. we talked about this? We, I think, but I think you liked it more than I did. I thought it was fine.
1: I was expecting to very much dislike the movie. Instead, I very much enjoyed the movie. I think, and I, think I would there's say a low expectations help in a list. Of, I mean, I guess I'll show my hand here. In a list of best adaptations so far, it would be near the top. Is in regards to recent adaptations. In regards to recent adaptations, maybe, but remember, we gotta we're... including Maleficent,
0: yeah, including
2: I... Alice in Wonderland, including the Alice in Wonderland sequel. I, I yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Maleficent. Uh, that, that, that is very, very true. So, we've talked. Uh, racially biased
1: casting we've talked racially insensitive fans who seem to you know i want my fair-skinned red-haired ariel for no reason <laughs> right. other than reasons uh that don't exist uh, so we can all fairly say i don't give a shit who you cast as long as they can best portray a character that i right. love that's all i want that's all <clears throat> i ask for give me the best version of this character that i love That can possibly be.
2: Um, So are we going to get that with with Lion King? Well, that's
1: what that's what I wanted to segue into is because we're talking about kind of hypothetical movies here that we haven't seen yet. Um, Lion King is one of those where logically on paper, all of this casting makes sense to me. Very much so. Yeah, Uh, I think who better to portray a queen in training than Queen Bay herself, right? Right. Beyonce. Then you've got hope, Donald I hope Glover. I she does well. You've got Donald Glover who embodies kind of this inheritance to the throne of acting and musical royalty. I was
2: going to say there's a princeness about him, not like prince the singer artist, but right. just like he's princely. Right, he is very princely. He
1: he kind of has this air of this guy is going places. He is going to be a big force. I mean, at this point, he already is a major art creative force. But he has that vibe. So that casting, perfect. The fact that they kept James Earl Jones, awesome, perfect. Um, then you've got uh, casting like Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. Perfect. Which, uh, him I, and Billy Eichner, I
2: think, were so smart.
1: I think that's spot on. John Oliver as is Zazu. Perfect. It's... Um, uh, it Chiwetel 4. Yep, as Scar. Now I here's he... here's the deal. Uh, I feel he is he is probably my biggest concern in this movie. Mainly I... because no. I've seen him do slightly ba- slightly bad or shades of a bad guy in uh, Doctor Strange. Right. And I don't buy it. I don't I don't get intensity from him. I mean, I get quiet intensity.
2: Yes, I th- but I think there's a gravitas that he lacks that honestly and and I understand, you know, all the casting decisions, but that Jeremy Irons brought a deepness to the villainy and there's a gravitas to his evil that that I think that character needs because he's a scrawny lion. Right. And I'm not sure Chiwetel brings that, even though he's a wonderful actor. I think he's a a quietly serious actor. Agreed. And so
1: he is probably my biggest casting concern for the movie. Not that he is not a fantastic actor, like you said. And, and like I that said, prove I me don't wrong. know in my in my heart that he is who I would envision taking up the mantle of scar right and i think we can go ahead and kind of address that now that has become a problem with disney adaptations it almost feels like they try to ground their villains more than they were in the animated movies Uh, they definitely doing so they declaw their villains immensely right they become these kind of watered down versions of themselves.
2: Right. Like, Well, Jafar, I mean, Jafar from Aladdin is a good example, and I think, you know, even when we talked about it last time, he is still my biggest problem with that movie. I um, agree. And like his Jared Kushnerness or whatever, and I know that's the a- uh, allegory they were making, or, or I don't know, but the, yes, they declawed him terribly for that movie, as he wasn't even really menacing ever. Even when he was like a big giant uh, genie. He just wasn't very menacing. Exactly. And I I yeah, you know, I fear for that. Now I will say let me say two examples that I think uh deviate from that. Okay. I think Luke Evans as Gaston was very good. I agree. And then I do think what they did in is as, as much as I'm not I'm not in love with this movie, but uh Cinderella, the Kate Blanchett character. They actually gave her a bit more depth on why she hated Cinderella so it made more sense that she was evil. And I I appreciated that. So I thought they actually made her a little bit stronger, even if she wasn't quite as cartoony villainy like the evil stepmom is in the, in the cartoon. She at least had depth, I thought. But I thought Luke Evans as Gaston was, was right on the money, and I, I was fine with that one. Sure.
1: Now, um... As far as adaptations go, let's kind of go back in time a little bit um, because there was, you know, I know that animated to live action is all the rage right now. It in, is now in, in the Disney camp. But back in the day, it kind of had a, its moment in the sun as well. And we got what is maybe one of my favorite live ada- live action adaptations ever. And that's in 101 Dalmatians. I was
2: with, hoping you were going to say with, that one. With
1: Glenn Close as Cruella DeVille. It,
2: yes. And, and uh, she is amazing. She's perfect for it. And Jeff Daniels is really good. As Roger. As Roger. Yes, I, I'm so happy you brought this one up. I, I definitely was going to fight for this one to be high up on the list. Um, you also this have is Hugh, one...
1: Hugh Laurie is Damn in right, this movie as
2: one of the, like, henchmen. Yep. Now the only one that didn't really go on to do a whole lot else was uh, what was the girl's name? It was Joe. It was close to my name. It was like Jolie, Jolie. Hold on a bit. uh, Jolie Richardson. That's it. uh Um, she didn't really go on to do a whole lot more. But man, yes, there was something about this movie, and this was way before the trend started. This was ninety five, ninety six. Like this was early, early. Oh shit! So did you, you realize that
1: John Hughes wrote the screenplay for this? Uh, no, I didn't. Did he? Yeah, no. I'm just looking at the IMDb on it real quick, and John Hughes wrote the screenplay for the live ad- action 101
2: Dalmatians. Who directed it? Was Stephen it Steven Herrick. Herrick? Herrick. Okay. Um, that is weird. You know what is? You know what's weird about that is that now that you say that, the second half of that movie gets into kind of like home alone-esque John Hughesy violence with like the bang, bang, and things. I Huh. It's interesting that the John Hughes wrote that. And and John Hughes wrote Flubber?
1: No. Did he really? yes. I'm looking at John Hughes' IMDB credits right now and it says he wrote the screenplay for Flubber.
2: Welcome back to Hughescast
1: everybody. I think I'm just more shocked. Yeah, that is weird.
2: That is weird. That is super super weird.
1: Um but okay. yeah, sorry
2: I kind of interrupted you when you brought up 101 Dalmatians, but I'm really glad that you did. It's a
1: it's a it's a great example of how an animated movie can successfully translate to live action. Right. Um it kept its cartoony elements, which I think is something we should discuss whether you think it's is it imperative for a adaptation to remain that in tone cartoony or do you think that they can abandon that as as with cinderella and go for more of a
2: serious or historical even tone i i think it depends on the movie and it depends on the approach but i i can see it working both ways you know I'm curious about this with The Lion King. You know, the early reviews I've read are basically saying it's kind of a shot for shot remake, but it looks amazing. And I'm grappling with is that enough for me? But then I go back to, and one that I did want to bring up is just to even see if we want to count it, but Peach Dragon from a couple years ago. Did you watch yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. It is awesome. It's really, really good. But they didn't keep many of the cartoon elements at all, they made it a very straightforward kind of family drama and it def it worked I think it's one of the strongest contenders for the list but it definitely worked and they abandoned the cartoony elements to it even like the sing-songy stuff right and And so I I can see it working both ways I think it just depends on what story are you trying to tell or are you going to do like a Soderbergh art experiment and do psycho scene for scene and see if it works again
1: all right no 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 not Soderbergh uh, who did? Wait, who did that? Uh, you're thinking of, um, ah, shit.
2: Ah, ah, ah. Same guy who did Elephant. Yep. Uh, 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 help me. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna look it up real. Quick. Help me. Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant. Okay. Yes. So a Gus Van Sant okay, okay. cool. yes. so, uh, art experiment psycho remake.
1: Um. Now here's the deal. At what point, And I. This is a legitimate question that I have for you. At what point does something. Stop becoming an adaptation, though, and just become a retelling. Like, like, I I wouldn't necessarily consider the new Cinderella movie to be an adaptation of the animated movie. There's a lot of elements that make the animated movie what it is that were not included in the live-action retelling. I would consider it more of a retelling. Right. Like a... a
2: reimagining of that story right um, or or something like the sorcerer's apprentice you know
1: I I think the biggest example of this would fall between Maleficent and Alice in Wonderland Alice Allison. in Wonderland is almost an yeah. entirely different film but they still heralded it as a live-action adaptation
2: yeah especially because you know of how prevalent and prominent they made Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter character,
1: which is not at all the case in the original
2: movie or no, really he has, in, in the, the book. In the he book, has, they has the one scene of the the tea party, uh, the unbirthday, right. and that's about it. So, um, I, you know, I I don't know. I I know there's a line that gets crossed in there. I think for me, it it really boils down to, well, why is it different? So for something like Cinderella, if they were going to re kind of reimagine it and add depth to all the characters and they needed to add more context to allow for that to happen. Fine. The Alice in Wonderland thing just felt like they wanted to use Johnny Depp more because they wanted him to be a quirky character. So they were just going to use Alice in Wonderland as a, a toy box and just sort of give us something else. Sure. Um, and, and for me, and I'll play my hand, I didn't really think that Alice in Wonderland worked, um, nor its sequel. I was not a fan of either of them.
1: Neither, neither
2: did I. Um, I can agree with that totally. It, <laughs> Maleficent it, was an interesting one, whereas I didn't like it. I don't think it was necessary. I definitely don't think it should be getting a sequel, but I didn't hate it. Like, I didn't well, despise it. It was like, oh, well, this is a definite, like reversal of the story. Like well, sure, that's what I was going to say.
1: They're reframing her as a anti-hero right. as opposed to just the straight
2: villain that she was in Sleeping Beauty. Right, which I think is it's almost, uh, uh, this is going to be maybe a weird comparison, but it's basically what they did in Wicked. Yeah. Where they reframed the, the Wicked Witch of the West and gave her sort of prominence and depth and motivation or humanity, if you will. Sure, they humanized um, her. And And they did that with Maleficent. And it's, of course, you know, they want to tell the story from a different angle. They want to get that money. They want to use Angelina Jolie to her fullest potential, and that means having her in damn near 98% of the scenes in that movie. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, again, well, I'll just ask you, did that movie work for you? Um, Not really.
1: I also, when I watched it, I couldn't stop questioning the necessity of the movie. Okay. I kept going, why does this exist? Like, it's not that I dislike it. I just don't don't... see the need or the point in this movie, and I didn't care enough about it to go, oh, yes, that's something. Even when I I remember seeing the first trailer and thinking, oh, okay. uh, Yeah, that's
2: a thing. Like... Uh, here's here's what I'm going to I'm going to coin a term, Q Are you ready for this? Yes, man. Please. This may not work I hope it works though <laughs> But this is a Mario 2 So, <laughs> do you know the story behind the video game Super Mario Brothers 2? I do not Okay You know how it's completely different from Mario Brothers 1 Yes Like where you're picking up like the little aliens And you're throwing them at bird creatures And you're digging yep. in sand So, that was a game that had been developed But it was not a Mario game Got it. And it was different characters. It was four other characters that you could choose from and it was a standalone, just kind of Dig Dug type game. Sure. They, When the Nintendo execs reviewed it, they said, this is too weird. There's no way anybody will accept it. Just make them Mario characters. Because Mario's really popular. <laughs> and so they rebranded it as Mario 2 with the characters of Mario, but nothing else different about the game. Which is why it does not in all any capacity feel like a Mario game. Mm. It is a Mario game, but it does not feel like one because it was shoehorned in as a Mario game. Sure. What I mean by that in the Maleficent case was if you had just given me a story about an evil witch that had been, you know, shunned from her village and was plotting revenge against a scorned lover King. Cool. That's probably sure. a story, a fantasy story I would watch. Sure. It doesn't have to be related to Sleeping Beauty. Yes. It's and a Mario a- 2. It's yeah. just kind of like, it's connected to something you know to be like, okay, now you can accept it because it was kind of weird before.
1: Right. I, You know what? That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, still doesn't increase my interest in it. No, but no, no. But I'm now I'm going to use that term.
2: So for movies like this, they're just going to shoehorned to a popular property. They Mario 2'd it. They Mario 2'd it. Now
1: I do have a question uh, regarding my feelings of the original Maleficent. Really, why the hell are we getting a sequel? Like, like yeah. Why, like, why, Who was asking for this?
2: One who was asking for it. Two. Who, I don't <laughs> have a two. Who, wh- why do we, why? Do we do this?
1: What Exactly. You can't even think of a reason that's how unnecessary it is. Well, like, that's the, th- I can't even think of a fake funny reason. Right. Like, what could possibly <laughs> be the reasoning? I remember and when I saw the trailer for it, it like came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, wait. What? This is a sequel to Maleficent and it has a trailer already? Like... <laughs> This is a like they're act. They've have already made this movie. This is a done thing. And I'm watching the trailer, and I'm just going. I don't know why this exists. And I again, don't know why we're this so out of
2: far away from the Sleeping Beauty storyline at this point. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. the Better Call Saul of the Disney universe. Well, at least Better
1: Call Saul makes sense. Yeah, and Better Call Saul's great. It is great. This is like the – I have – there is nothing like this. I have no idea why this exists. I didn't know why the first one existed. I really don't know why a sequel exists.
2: I can't like, think – It'd be like for if no reason, Disney made a live-action uh, prequel movie to Aristocats about the driver. <laughs> Yes. And why is such a dick about cats? Maleficent
1: 2 is the live action version of that popular internet meme right now that just says everyone and it's nothing and then it says <laughs> me and it's just a picture of Maleficent 2. Like <laughs> everyone is nothing. Like no one asked. No one asked for this, and then me. Here we go. I brought you Maleficent too.
2: Well, and the thing is, my my theory on it, it was with everything theories with Disney is money. So they they putting it out because they think it will make money. And so far, each of these live action remake releases has made more money than the previous one. Well, I, mean, I was gonna ask. Like, did Maleficent make money? It made like. Five hundred thousand. I mean, it was it was or five hundred million. <laughs> I was like five hundred thousand. That's no, a no. horrible failure. <laughs> no, five hundred million. Sorry. Really? I, hold on. That uh, if
1: that is the case, that is shocking to well, me.
2: Well, I know that they've been increasing. Uh, okay. Two hundred and forty-one million. That is still shocking to me. Yeah, and it was made on one hundred and eighty million, so it doubled its budget. So there's one reason why they'll make it again. But I know that, um, like Cinderella made like five hundred million, Beauty and the Beast made uh, like nine hundred million. Aladdin is gonna crack a billion. It It looks like I think it did crack a billion. So everyone is making more. So there's like, what have we got now? The the real puzzler is. Again, why Maleficent 2? Because we've got other properties they could they no, no, adapt. No, no,
1: The real question is, where is Rescuers Down Under? Exactly. That's what I want to see. Exactly. Give me a live-action adaptation of Bernard going to Australia. Yeah. The Great Mouse Detective? Come on. Where's the live-action version of that? Exactly. John where's Favre Benedict? Get on it? Where's Benedict Cumberbatch in a mouse
2: costume? Fuck, he would have to get cast, wouldn't he? Yes, of he course would he would have to be um not Basil. Yeah, Basil. He Basil. would have to be Basil. Basil Ex- no, not Basil Exposition. That's from uh, <laughs> <laughs> Austin <laughs> Powers. Yeah. No, Basil uh whatever. Sherlock. Um, Basil Basil Sherlock. Basil what? Mouse Detective. Here's, here's the, <laughs> wait, here's the question. Fantasy casting Radigan. Uh Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, yep. he's gotta be he's gotta be way crazier than that. I uh oh I, uh oh, I'm gonna David Harbour. David Harbor, Christoph Waltz? Uh Christoph Waltz is
1: Radigan? Nah, he's not physically imposing enough, I don't think.
2: Yeah, this is a live action movie. Um I like David Harbour. Did you, by the way, I saw the new Hellboy movie. Did you? It is abysmal. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling. It it David Harbour the makeup just look doesn't even look good. Harbour's fine. I could tell that from the trailer. I it, was like that doesn't look good. It's weird like it looks it's it's not that it just like doesn't look great. It looks bad. Like it, it looks, looks like cheap. makeup. It looks, it looks like there's cheap. foam on his face. Right, sure. So, y- yuck. Um but anyway, okay. Uh, I guess back to the, back to the task at hey, hand. Uh,
1: I'm just going to apologize to the listeners for this one. We are all over the place this episode. We've had a very exciting past couple of weeks, but we are exhausted. But we got to keep these episodes coming out for all you loyal for you. listeners. For We're you. doing it for you. So and please,
2: you know what? They love it. Please, if even... you're
1: listening to us rattle on and you're like, man, these guys are unfocused. We are. We are, but bear with us. Welcome to the party. Much much like a live-action adaptation of a Disney cartoon, we're a pale comparison to the original. But, but we're going to
2: get there. But, 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 but just stay with us. Yeah. And speaking of that, we may have Bill Murray as a bear. So, you know what? Stick around. Stick um, around. You know what? I'll segue back to this because this is something I do want to ask you. Okay. One of my fears and one of the things I've heard about for the new Lion King coming out today sure. is that... Because of its photorealism, it takes away from the movie and the story. And the only comparison I have to that is *Jungle Book*, and I happen to really like the *Jungle Book* remake. Where where did you land on? Oh that? no,
1: I enjoyed it very much. I like, saw I the it in the theater. Great. Yeah, I really liked it. I I really liked it. I will say I did miss some of the songs. Yeah, yeah. I missed uh, Bare Necessities* not being a bigger thing. Right, I it was just kind of en- like hummed off to the
2: side or whatever.
1: Yep, I did enjoy that they kept in the "I want to be like you." Ooh, ooh. Yep,
2: that was good. I, I mean, uh, talk about casting on that one. Um, Christopher Walken, Christopher is Walken is the King King as King Louis. Um share Khan uh with uh, oh man, the Hobbs and Shaw bad guy, Idris Elba. Idris yeah. Elba is an amazing Shere Khan. Baloo the bear um, as uh, as with Bill Murray, and then who was it? Um, it was. Ben Kingsley as the Cougar, right? Uh,
1: was it, or was it, was, was it uh, Christian Bale?
2: No, I think it was. I think Christian Bale may have been like the Wolf as Bagheera. Dad. Yeah, I think it's. It was. Um, it was Ben Kingsley.
1: Really, interesting. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. okay, you you could be right. I don't. I'm know. pretty.
2: Su- I'm pretty sure I is here. I'll look it up. Did you tell tell me okay. about what you thought about the Jungle Book? So. I
1: really enjoyed The Jungle Book. I thought it was Ben Kingsley. You're right. Yeah. Oh, man. Lapita Nyongo's in that movie.
2: Yeah. And uh, Scarlett Johansson as Giancarlo
1: the, uh... Esposito.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait. Who, he was the one of the wolves, right? I don't know. No. Oh.
1: I have no idea. Um, but anyway, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was beautiful. Um, I thought the live act, I mean, the realistic depiction of animals gave it a very um, lush feel. I don't know how to describe it
2: other than as lush. It's It's definitely one of my favorites that they've made so far. Visually,
1: it was a very gorgeous movie.
2: So where does that put you? Does that make you more excited to see The Lion King because they're going to follow that same process, same director? Here is
1: Okay, so I'm going to go back to the music aspect of Jungle Book because I think this kind of segues to this. There were aspects of The Lion King... Such as the I'm going to be king song, or I just can't wait to be king song. Right. That visually were incredibly striking. They had, but these it was like.
2: So cartoony.
1: Ca- so cartoony. But that is also what I loved about that. Right. It felt big and over the top. Right. I fear and kind of is in line with what I'm hearing you say about some people's reactions, I fear that that won't translate to a more serious tone.
2: Well, okay, let's be very specific. It's going to look really weird if you're watching the animal planet and a lion cub is jumping up and down the heads of giraffes. Yes. Yes. Correct. While like baboons swing Zazu around and throw him into fishing nets. That would look
1: odd, but here's the thing. I also don't know if I don't want that. Right. I don't want them just walking around other animals and singing. singing. <laughs> I just
2: can't wait to be king. Right. Like it needs to be visually striking. It needs to have, and you know, and to, to Aladdin's credit, that's something that it did well. Like the dance sequences were very culturally relevant and big, you know, the I, I said my favorite sequence in the whole movie is the Prince Ali entrance. Sure. And yeah. it's big and colorful and vibrant. And that, you know, that um song in the cartoon is very big and vibrant and cartoony and has, you know, uh Robin Williams doing the Macy's Day parade and and all the different magic stuff. And they cut that out from the movie, but it was still big and vibrant and fun and what I wanted it to be. So if it becomes something like that where they're at a watering hole and there are a lot of animals naturally around and it becomes a big celebration, fine.
1: Here, here is where I land on this. If you're going to go for a realistic tone, I feel like the Jungle Book did it right by nixing most of the music. Because it feels out of place in an environment filled with realistic animals.
2: Right. I wonder I if...
1: don't know how it's going to hold up for The Lion King. And since we're talking about nixing music, we can also reference another new trailer that recently dropped, which is the Mulan trailer. Right. And from my understanding, they will be incorporating the songs from the original movie in certain ways, but it is not a musical movie.
2: That's what I understand as well, is that there are no musical numbers in the movie. There may be... You know, a cabana where a band is playing one of the songs in the background, or or it is used as background music in a certain song.
1: But no one will be bursting out. Right.
2: There will no. There will be no training montage set to. um, Oh, what's who sings that song? The Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond's song "I'll Make a Man Out of You." There's none of that going to happen. Now, I'm okay with them removing music from this but I, I have to be completely honest it is bumming me out that there has been no talk of mushu uh they
1: actually okay I did read an article that said the same article that said that they were going to be incorporating some of the songs but not in a traditional way also said that they will have mushu
2: thank goodness because, but oh no. I
1: don't know how because they're going for a very realistic tone. So, obviously, we can't have Eddie Murphy pop up <laughs> as a wisecracking dragon.
2: No, but maybe maybe there could be a, a spiritual manifestation of a spirit guide or something. Who is wisecracking Eddie Murphy? It doesn't have to be wisecracking. It could just be wise. Eddie Murphy? No, like Morgan Freeman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello,
1: Mulan. I don't even know how to do the voice.
2: <laughs> That's not Morgan Hello. Freeman. Hold on, hold on. That was the longest night of his life. There we go. Andy Dufresne. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Mulan Dufresne.
1: (laughs) Mulan Dufresne. Mulan Dufresne. And
2: that was the longest night (laughs) of Mulan's life. (laughs) When they went skinny dipping down by the pool, and I had to bite a (laughs) bottom. The penguins waddle in love. Uh, Just like I waddle under Milan's feet.
1: Uh, oh my God, creepy. Uh, so I
2: kissing, I ain't biting no more butts.
1: So the uh, so the, <laughs> ad, the adaptation has
2: me a little a little not nervous but curious. Not, I understand because I want to see more because the trailer they dropped makes me a hundred percent want to see it. Like sure. it looks beautiful, it looks epic, it looks grand, it looks like what I want it to be. But I am curious to see if there are elements that that I appreciate and love from the original. Will make like also, I'm fine with them getting rid of the cricket, but but this there are also brings I'll me want.
1: back to it, at this point, is it actually an adaptation of the animated movie, or is it or just or is a is it, live
2: action telling of the Mulan legend?
1: Right of that story, you know right. what I mean. And if it is that, then let's quit touting it as an adaptation because it's not. Right, it it's, is. It is a new telling of the Milan story.
2: Yeah, well, it's like you know we've had uh forty-seven different versions of the Jungle Book story. You know, sure. some are live-action, some are called Mowgli, some have, some are directed by <laughs> Andy Serkis. Some are called Mowgli. That would also be Mowgli. Yeah, I know. Um, and I even think there was a Disney one like in the early '90s there, with um Sam Neill. Yeah. And so
1: I remember that movie very much. Right. So, uh
2: wait, who who directed that one? I don't know. I was a kid, but I loved it. <laughs> but I loved So I wore I mean, out
1: my VHS copy of that.
2: Well, well, now would um would that one be considered possible for the list? No. No.
1: Cuz I don't I don't think of that as an adaptation.
2: Yeah, okay. So it's just a live action telling of that story. It was just a live story.
1: action telling of The Jungle Book.
2: Right. But now Beauty and the Beast Same songs, definite adaptation of that particular version of that legend.
1: For sure.
2: Totally, without question. For sure.
1: So since we're kind of uh, listing out what qualifies anyway, should we make a list?
2: I think think we're there. I don't know if there's any that we haven't really talked about that deserves time. I think I mentioned Sorcerer's Apprentice, but I don't know if we need to dive into that one. Is that
1: even an adaptation, though? Once again...
2: I mean, it's supposed it's supposedly an adaptation. Of I feel that like little that's an adaptation
1: as long as Maleficent is an adaptation. And my question about Maleficent, I also posed to The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is, is this necessary? Now, Why? I
2: like I like Sorcerer's Apprentice a lot more than I liked Maleficent. Sure, I. I- I felt like there was at least a movie there. Right. Now, to you call mean it Harry, adapt-
1: you mean Disney's Harry Potter?
2: Exactly. Now, ha- calling it an adaptation of the short from Fantasia is a, <laughs> is stretch, a stretch. But I'm fine with everything else about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm fine with it existing by itself. Sure. Are you trying it wouldn't to tell me that list? Jay
1: Barochell is
2: Mickey Mouse in this
1: scenario? He is. I mean, cuz at the end of that movie he's fighting the water stuff. But does he turn
2: into a mouse? No, no, Then it's not an adaptation. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I think we've both talked about it, but the Jungle Book should be on this list somewhere. Okay, well, wait, we got a list first. So, can we yeah, list? We can list. This,
1: we do the list. this is where we make a list. A list. Three, two, da 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 da
2: that's yes. back where we were.
1: Yeah. I, I'm, with, I'm with that. We're talking the Favreau version, Of right?
2: course, of course. The Favreau version of okay. the Jungle Book. None of the others. Um, now, I also think, and I'll just put this out there, I think 101 Dalmatian should be number one. Oh, definitely. I th- think it should be number one. Yay. <laughs> this one's coming
1: together well. Um, uh, I would like to put, and I know you're going to disagree with me, I would like to put Aladdin on the list. I will put it on the list at and not four. fight too
2: hard if like if it's near the bottom. Let's see what the rest of the list like. I would give it uh, a number
1: four. Beauty and the Beast. I would put <clears> it number three. I would put Pete's Dragon at number three. I would put Pete's Dragon at number
2: two. Number two. I would say and then the Jungle Book is number three. Actually, you know what? Pete's Dragon is better than the Jungle Book. If I'm really being honest with myself, a- just as a movie. Yeah, it's just a better movie, flat out. Right. Remake or not, it's just flat out a better film. Yes. And so then I would say Beauty and the Beast is now, four and now, Aladdin on, is five. hold
1: on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because now the the stickler for rules in me is saying, is Pete's Dragon really an adaptation of an animated movie? Because the majority of that original movie is live action. And it's and, just an animated character. And the orig- And this movie is the same way. So is that just a remake? Does that fall under a remake of an older movie?
2: Ooh man. I I think it's kind of what... There would have to be... I don't think there's a right answer to that. I think if we went online, we would find people on both sides of the argument. Okay. I've always considered it... I, I, it was marketed as a live-action remake. So if we take Disney's word for it, it would count. But if we're saying it's too close, then I think it's ultimately up to us. Disney would say it is. I think there are people on both sides of that question. It's a good question.
1: Okay, I let's liked see, it. So let's see I if we've got like enough to it.
2: round out a list without it.
1: Oh yeah, but if yeah. We I,
2: don't. I definitely then, think we would because Beauty and the Beast would be on there, and then because now I'm now I'm worried
1: that it shouldn't be so high on the list because I don't feel like it's an
2: actual adaptation of a cartoon. Well, what if we what if we moved it to three? Then put Beauty and the Beat. Well, I if... would put Aladdin above it, as
1: far as a, an adaptation goes. Like, if uh, we're sticking
2: to... If we're sticking to that Adapted being the criteria, from the source material. So we're not talking, like, quality movie here. We're talking how closely it aligns to being an adaptation of a cartoon.
1: Well, I don't know. I feel like we're listing adaptations. Uh, and that's <laughs> so fine. I feel well, like that's... it has to qualify I'm as I'm fine. An we adaptation. just need to make
2: a decision either way, because... I would fight God. that Pete's Dragon is a better movie. I than would. I, I the more I
1: keep thinking about it, though, the more the less comfortable I feel on it being on an animation
2: adaptation list. Okay, so you just want to pull it off? I think Let's I want pull to pull it. it off. Okay, not so because
1: got... now. Let that being said, not because it is a bad movie. I love that movie, but because I do not feel like it meets the
2: criteria of an actual live action remake of a cartoon of an of a cartoon okay i am i i can get on board for that then um i would say we're back to i mean we talked about maleficent we talked about beauty and the beast i'm fine to put beauty and the beast on here do you think do you think cinderella should be anywhere on here um i'm fine with cinderella i think it should be the fifth i found
1: i found cinderella kind of boring to be honest i kind
2: of did too so if, if i were voting i would say Beauty and the Beast 3, Aladdin 4, and Cinderella 5. I'd be fine with that.
1: So then we just need a 2. What is the second best... A
2: Jungle Book. Oh yeah, Jungle Book. And then 101 Dalmatians is 1. So we have the whole thing. Yeah. Alright, so read me that list. What do we got? Uh, We have number 5, Cinderella. Number 4, Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Number 3, Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. Number 2, Favreau's The Jungle Book. And number 1, one hundred one Dalmatians, written by John Hughes.
1: I'm down with that. I, I ca- think that's a pretty solid list.
2: I can live with that. You ever, you know, you you and I differ on Aladdin, but I'm fine with its placement here. And I'm sad that Pete's Dragon isn't on here, but I accept the verdict given the criteria that we set forth. All so right. I think I say we lock it in. I say we, uh, you know, if you guys have differing opinions, let us know on social. Comment on this on Facebook, on SoundCloud on Spotify, wherever, we will respond. But let us know what movies you think should have been on the list or if we really, you know, or if you disagree with us because it's now your definitive opinion whether you like it or not.
1: That's true. That's the way That's the way it is. The way we rolls.
2: Them's the breaks, kid. How do you like those apples, my dear fellow? <laughs> I don't know. How do you like them, Granny Smith? That's going to be my new one. Oh, God. Before this gets worse, we're going to go. Bye. How do you like them cranberries?
0: We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H F-I-V-E T-H-E P-O-D C-A-S-T dot com <sighs> Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high-five the podcast on Twitter at high-the-number-five the podcast Instagram at high-five the podcast or on Letterboxed by searching i5 colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen (laughs) getting recast in your own life (laughs) maybe see you next week